Hello, friends. My name is Dave Miller, and my name is Niall Spain, and welcome to the podcast. We are your fuck buddies. That's the name <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> We're a dating and sex advice podcast where we take your sticky, sexy situations and we turn them around and turn them into sexy, sticky situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, simply put, we find questions online or through our wonderful, like spectacular listeners, and we endeavor to find an answer to them. And if we don't find an answer, you get your money back. Mm-hmm. But if at any future point you have actually paid money for this, uh, then the contract is null and void. Yeah. Or currently, until... you get your money back. <laughs> As of this recording, you get your money back. Now, considering we've put minus money, or we've gotten minus money out of this podcast, does that then mean that every time we don't answer a question, they need to pay us? Yes. Perfect. You know what? No, I'm kidding. It's just going to throw us further into crippling debt. Perfect. Uh, I feel like I'm going to open up... Uh... I'm gonna revisit one of our one of our old segments to to open us up, because honestly, I really hope it's sex headlines. Uh, no, it's it's you know when we used to do uh, sex inventions every week. Um, okay, yeah, we've we've come back to that. So uh, I don't know how to do this. I don't know if I should just send you the pictures of it and let you describe it to the audience, or whether I should describe it to you. I literally have no idea what's happening, so I can't help you with that. Yeah, but I could send. Okay, this is a patent that was. Uh, filed for or filed like copywritten i guess like it was patented in uh 1956 and it's called quite beautifully uh the apparatus for facilitating the birth of a child by centrifugal force hell yeah and it is literally a large wooden board that you strap a pregnant woman down on uh, quite quite hard actually there's straps everywhere um and that board is on a big circle and that circle i'm just gonna say it just flings you around and it just forces the baby out of you by flinging you well when you were like oh it has quite a few straps i was like yeah i can guess by what the fuck's gonna happen yeah (laughs) you're gonna need all the straps you can get it's now incredible actually what at what part of the apparatus catches the baby (laughs) they have trained doctors actually there is no kind of catching mechanism which is maybe why it didn't catch on if you'll excuse my (laughs) pun um because it does seem rather more like fatal than i assume they wanted i mean what was the population situation back then were they trying to sort of like yeah maybe call call the herd a bit oh it even says who was invented by it was invented by george b blonsky and Oh, Charlotte E. Blonsky. Oh my god, they're presumably married or brother and sister. And came up with this think, wonderful idea. Do you think she delivered a baby in this fashion? Um, I don't know. I'm going to send you a picture of this just so you can uh, observe the glory that is this. <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about like the the like generator-sized electric dildo that they made way back when. No, no. But did you find out what chainsaws were originally made for did i find was that homework was i supposed to do that? yeah uh, i didn't know uh cutting babies out of women neat yeah neat. just cutting right through the hip bone oh i see so that's just like on an axis there and it just kind of just, just kind of fucking goes it just huh? goes and it flings you oh yeah this so literally this has been a thing that people keep posting because i don't know no one knew and it's horrendous but yeah they were chainsaws were invented in 1970. Nine, se- sorry, 1780 to make removal of pelvic bone easier and less co- time consuming during childbirth. It was powered by a hand crank and you just fucking went at her. So I'm assuming it's not the, the chainsaws we know and love currently. I assume they're on a smaller scale. I believe so. Yeah, I think it, it looks more like a <laughs> electric like. Uh... One of those turkey carvers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, OK. <laughs> that makes a bit more sense because I was like. As far as I know, the chainsaws we know are not exactly a precision tool. Well, it also was not a precision tool. I can't imagine you could ever be precise with this thing, considering like you're holding it in one hand, you're hand cranking it like a motherfucker, presumably, with the other. Um, yeah, I mean, you've got to really be giving it a go to get through bone, I assume. Yeah. So, 
There's a picture of it then. Is this the hand? Are you talking the hand crank or the? Are you sending me the other? Th- oh, yep, there it is. Doesn't doesn't look like you're getting some you know precise cuts with that. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, not at all. We will be posting these on Instagram, mm-hmm. so so you don't just have people- to listen to me send them today. <laughs> yeah, so if you if you see them before the episode goes up, and you're like, the fuck am I looking at? It'll all make sense. Will it? Um, are you ready to get into some questions? Yeah. You're, are you ready? I am. I'm going to throw this at oh. you because it's, I forgot I had it, but it, it's been rattling in my brain for a while now. Um, this comes from Reddit user Throwrange. Throwrange? Like an orange? No, I don't know. Throwrange? Throwrange, I think. Girl, 24 female. I'm 22 male. Dating is quote unquote perfect but convinced she is reincarnated African slave from the 1800s. So much so that she claims to relate to African-American issues today. Too weird to look past? That can't. This, like, no. I put perfect in quotes to make a title short, but she's not perfect, but really, really great. After a few months, at least. She is 100% that she was a slave that was kidnapped from Africa and worked on a plantation in the South until she was killed by the plantation owner's son to hide a sexual assault and pregnancy. I try not to judge her for this. I want to believe in aliens and ghosts, but don't really. So I know people <laughs> want to believe the stuff that makes the, the world a little bit more odd than it is. When it becomes weird is that she really takes on African-American issues as if they were her own. I mean, it's one thing to support uh, Black Lives Matter, but she actually says things like, this has never gotten better since we were forced to be here. She has never said things like this in public, but some of her Instagram posts get really close to saying, I'm one of you. My mom really likes her, which is very rare. And her advice is that my girlfriend will grow out of this, kind of like astrology, but otherwise she is a really good person. So don't do anything drastic. I know this is reasonable, but I'm afraid she's going to blurt out something stupid and get us beat up or ostracized. What do you guys think about this? Firstly, have you seen people who are into astrology? It just gets worse when they get older. Yeah, that's not really something. I mean, like, that's when they start entering in, like, the crystal buying phase. Yeah, if you guys were, like, 12, I'd be like, okay. Even then. She saw something on Netflix or, the you know, and she's desperate for attention or, or something, you know, suffering a very, very severe amount of white guilt and she's trying to justify it, whatever. But a, a 22-year-old... Like, I don't think this is going away. Yeah, that's that's a wild thing. It's also very offensive, right? Like, there's no kind of like, oh, it's not harmful. It's it's pretty fucked up. I'm assuming it's she's so bad. white. I'm assuming she's had has to be just like as white as you could be. So it never mentions that her race, mm-hmm. but I assume the problem is that yeah, she is white. Because it would be not that bad if she wasn't. Yeah, yeah. I mean I mean no, I apologize. It would still be it wouldn't be bad if she was black. You say it wouldn't be but, bad? No, it, it, like, it wouldn't be as bad if she yes. was a, a, an African descendant. Mm-hmm. But um, to be a white person and claim the decades and centuries of mistreatment mm-hmm. as your own. She's like is... cultural appropriation to the next level. Like, holy shit. She's just like, no, I'm not like, I'm not like you. I am you. <laughs> yeah. And like, there's. There's one thing to be said about empathy. Like, if if you want to be empathetic and sort of like, I mean, anytime one of the terrible things happens in the news and you see it, it's like, it's hard for a normal human being to not be like crushed by it. Mm-hmm. But as a white person, I know that that does not resonate the same way as if I were a person of color or a person of the same yeah, ethnicity like anyone as the person who's currently being, being prosecuted. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's it's very, very easy for me to recognize that. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like you've got to destroy this image. And you've got to do that by making, by doing a lot of research into those days and then grilling her massively on what she remembers. And if she misremembers anything, like his, if she says something that's historically incorrect, you're just like, I've proven that you're you're wrong. However, if she gets everything right, maybe it's true. Maybe it's true. Right? That doesn't help that <laughs> you would then have to hold that everyone is as versed in history as you. Because I imagine this could get very messy if you guys are out at a bar. Yeah, that and... also seems like the exact. Like, I have you talked to her? 
Yeah, this is like a sit down conversation. And this is one that like you don't really get to pussyfoot around. No. You pretty much have to sit down and be like, what you're doing is completely inappropriate. And whether you believe it or not, and whether you're, you know, it's like you can't expect society, especially at this point in time, Mm -hmm. to be okay with a white person claiming to have lived through the horrors of slavery and all the discrimination, all the persecution, mm-hmm. all of the like just absolute nightmares that other people and other ethnicities have lived through. You just can't do it. No. Like, and, like she needs to understand that. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, if she starts getting upset that you're doubting her and whatever, like it doesn't even have to be about you. It's like, it doesn't matter if you believe her or not, or she believes it or not. No one else either one will or two should have to and like they shouldn't have to have this wild belief with no context just to not be offended by the very offensive thing she's doing even yes. if it was possible yeah. even if it was whatever like you cannot expect ra- random people who don't know you to take that in any way other than a fucked up offensive way which is fair and like that's kind of the only point that matters. It doesn't fucking matter if you believe it or if she believes it or if it's possible or if it's not possible because if any of those things were the case, then it wouldn't be as offensive. And it is very offensive. And you just cannot go through life doing that. And you can like stress that like even like if she does want to continue to believe this and if she is adamant or whatever and it's like she agrees that like, you know, this isn't something that should be in the public sphere. It's like you can as a white person still contribute your voice to these problems. It is just the way in which you use your voice. And that is to say, don't claim you are an ethnicity that you are not. And even on a like broader level, don't make it about you when it's not. Yeah. I'm sure it's some kind of like, or I, I don't know, maybe it is some kind of like way for her to not feel as guilty or to feel like she really can participate without having to deal with the, awkward realization that they are in fact white and privileged and probably in a lot of ways contributing to the problem like not necessarily like openly or maliciously but it's like you know you participate in structures of society that are you know bad towards certain races and etc you know and maybe it's a way to deal with her guilt or to feel genuine in her participation but that doesn't fucking matter because this shouldn't be about easing your way into it and and we can put aside like you know, we've we've I think pretty thoroughly dissected that this is not okay to do as a as a social being. But like, there could also be a chance there's something a little bit more serious. Like, this could just be schizophrenia, or you know what I mean, like some sort of other mental illness rearing its ugly head that's being filtered through the lens of like the current social climate. Now, Dane, I feel like you like to say mental illness a lot in in the answers that we give out, and this is one of the times I do agree with you. <laughs> but a lot yeah. of a lot of people have really bizarre views you know what i mean like some people truly believe that we hex the moon and that we pissed off a greek god and that's gonna make the fucking pandemic worse you know what i mean yeah so it's like i i don't know i wanted to say at the start like this person is is not all there but a lot of people believe in shit like that so and i don't yeah. necessarily believe i don't know i was looking at a name generator earlier and it was like Pathfinder, D&D, and then name your fursona. And I was like, well, some people think they're furries. Yeah. You know, and there's nothing wrong with that. We've participated in Fursona Fridays for some reason on Twitter. Hell yeah, we have. Um, so yeah, you got to talk about it. But I honestly don't think this is the kind of thing you can look past. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, no, this is... It, it has to stop or you guys need to stop. I really don't think you could date a... And it gets worse the older you are as well. Like, as an idiot 12-year-old saying something like that versus a 20-year-old saying something like that versus a 40-year-old saying something like that. You know what I mean? And you're not gonna... There's no way you can't be smeared by association. You know what I mean? Like, if I was dating a massive racist, that makes me a massive racist. You know what I mean? Like, it's like yeah. supporting Trump. You can't be like, oh, I support the hell out of him, but... Not like, you know, somehow I'm also not supporting the fact that he's a racist, homophobic bigot, you know, like it's kind of a parcel deal. So sure, she might, you know, you might get her over the I was an African slave hump, but like, is she going to do it again the next time there's like another social sort of like big social change happening? Like, 
is she now going to be like, oh, I'm a I'm a trans woman from the 1980s? Like how like when does it stop? And it's it's I I wouldn't wager that it would stop. She's and the- that would be enough for me to be like, ah, sorry. Like if this is how you want to go about your life, and this is how you want to project yourself in a in a social way, I I can't be a part of it. Like the Doctor Who of uh, like fucking suffering Olympics. You name it, she's been it. The ultimate SJW. That I mean, like that's what I'm worried about. It's just sort of like if at some point in time you're out with your friends and you know someone's talking about a struggle they're going through, or you know what I mean, like yeah. a, a historic struggle that whatever you know, whether they're a gay person or or a lesbian or you know trans, whatever. Um, and then she'd be like, "Oh, I know. Isn't it the like? I I can't believe we had to go through that. Like <laughs> to live on those eggshells and like that sort of like." Oh man, the second anyone says something, mm-hmm. she might be like, tell me about it. And like <laughs> the worst thing being, it's going to be the more intense, personal, like horrible things, presumably, like the stuff that really means something, not just like, I like horses. I used to be a jockey, you know? Or maybe, yeah. hey, maybe she'll get to that point too. But it sounds like she's yeah. doing it on the dramatic shit currently. And that's the stuff that will really hurt somebody. Yes. So and your relationships with those people. So yeah. yeah, I would I would cut ties with this and be like, hey, when you figure your shit out, when you realize that you're a white person, <laughs> regardless of who you were in your past lives, uh, you know, maybe give me a call. But until then, I I cannot be associated with someone who is going to trivialize uh, past and present struggles. Yeah. No, that is not cool. All right, hear me. All right. So I think this is the first time. That we've gotten a Yahoo Answers question ever. Yeah. Um, so this is from Ben the Wizard Kant off Twitter, uh, who posted it and, and allowed us to to steal it off them as quick as possible. Uh, so yeah, off Yahoo Answers, and I think this actually ties in. Um, this is anonymous, and it's uh, asked in pregnancy and parenting, adolescent. Any ideas for how I can red pill my son and make him based? My 16-year-old son is embarrassed when I try to talk games with him. I try to help avoid SJW shit, but it's not easy. Sorry, shite. But it's not easy, especially not with a wife who don't care about games at all. I don't want my son to end up as a soy boy simp. What what do video games and, like, social issues have to do with anything? (laughs) I, I don't understand. Like, that's... I mean, there's a lot wrong and going on in this question, but I don't understand why, like... It's hard to avoid because my wife doesn't game at all. Yeah. It's like, okay, cool. But like that doesn't really have anything to do with any of the other things you're complaining about. Yeah. Also, he's like, I try to talk to him, but he's just not red pill enough to enjoy game. It's like, what? We're both massive gamers and hopefully as far from red pill as you could get. Yeah. I feel like, like are you having a tough time like dealing with games with your son or are you just having a tough time because your son isn't shit like you are? I mean, like, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like he's, like, he really wants to get on Xbox Live and, like, you know, insult people's mothers and <laughs> use homophobic slurs and use racial slurs. And the son is just like, Dad, you need to fucking chill. Yeah. like You can't do this, man. When the dad says he wants to talk games, he just wants to do Halo Online, like, the way it was back in, like, the 2000s, where it was just a non-ending stream of the most horrible things you could say to a human. I mean, I've been playing Rainbow Six, and it's it hasn't gotten much better, man. It's fair. So how does he make his pill as a kid more red pill? I think what you need to do is you need to lock him into, like, Call of Duty. Like, you have to be like, hey, man, you cannot fucking leave this room or eat until you beat or, like, achieve this rank in Call of Duty or, like, win this many war zones or, you know what I mean? Like, really make him love it and... It's sort of like that Clockwork Orange scene, right? You you strap them in there and you 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 put someone in media long enough and they'll start to just kind of absorb it. Well, and you'll he'll be saying all sorts of terrible shit in no time. <laughs> I feel like we can combine the first two things that happened in this podcast into one beautiful uh, solution here. So one, you strap them into the centrifuge machine and you fill a room, a circular room with screens of Nothing but, you know, Duck Dynasty, Ice Road Truckers. I'm assuming these are all anti-SJW shit. I've never watched either show. Um, or whatever. I, I, like a fishing channel, you know what I mean? Um, Trump speeches. 
and you spin him around and the spinning will actually suck. He's not pregnant, obviously, because he's a man. Um, obviously. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to be a douchebag like this question asked here. And it'll suck the SJW right out. Meanwhile, you also construct a past life he had as an oppressed white person. You construct it? Mm-hmm. Much like our last question, where yes. the person had constructed this this false narrative, you give them a, a false narrative of a oppressed white person from the, I don't know, 2000. Oh, I see what you're saying. I got you. So they can be like, like, things haven't gotten any better for us. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can be like, I can't believe I have to wear a mask. Oh, my. Exactly. Right. <laughs> you could like they could construct someone from last year who died in 2019, who somehow they lived a dual life, who was there uh, and witnessed the Chinese constructing this fake virus with all the socialists in America. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To steal the election. I can't. Biden is sitting there in China being like, yes. Make it get the red states. I cannot get, I can't keep doing this. Just how about don't be a shit dad? I mean, I think that's past the point of no return. I think this man yeah. is, hopefully it sounds like the wife is, or the mother is, you know, on the opposite end. I, I feel like this kid is growing up with two cartoon, like an angel and a devil on the shoulder. Yeah. And one is just being like, hey, don't be terrible. The other one's like, you know, say the N word on Xbox, do it. Like maybe actually look into what you're doing and figure out that red pill was from a movie about like, you know, social justice effectively where it's like you were fighting for the downtrodden against like the people that would have you live a certain way. And also that they were people who then transitioned, who made the movies and went on to make a bunch of really positive stuff like sense eight, which is again, the complete opposite of red pill. Like maybe look into that whole thing and realize that your bullshit like psychology is built on just missing the mark so many times. I would love to know if, cause like the Wachowskis came out later and said like, Oh, you know, the, the whole matrix was like a trans allegory. Mm-hmm. I would love to know. I like, I think that's a bit of a stretch when you watch it. You're like, I don't really see it, but okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wonder if they said that just to fuck with the red pill community, just to be like, Hey guys, we're just going to like, take your the base of your fucking thing and we're just gonna fuck it up um because it's like i imagine it must suck to be like you might just be the wachowskis and being like yeah damn our cool fucking like the the whole lore that we made about this fucking world has now been twisted into this stupid bullshit again like by just missing the mark all the time like just completely wildly being like unintelligent it's like huh? wait you mean this right um, what I do love, and I think we shared it on Twitter a while ago, was Elon Musk tweeted out, who like just sucks more by the day, but he tweeted out being like, oh, red pill something, and Ivanka Trump commented being like, you know it, and they commented just being like, fuck you both, you suck so hard. The Wachowskis? Yeah. Uh, I love like, them. instantly. It was so good, but yeah. Don't be a shit parent. Like, if you want to play games with your son, cool. Play games with your son. That's amazing. Talk games with your son. But, like, don't make it about this other thing that has no bearing on that. If your son wants to be a good person, great. Like, is he hurting anybody? No. Presumably. Do you want him to hurt someone? Yeah, presumably. But why? Like, I don't understand why you'd be so insecure as to let this dumb psychology you buy into cripple your relationship with your son, who apparently seems to be growing up quite well. The best thing is I bet this guy's like, I don't want my kid to be a pussy. I want him to like plow chicks, but it's like in current climate, him, this kid is probably far more attractive to other people because he's not a piece of shit. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. Like that's the thing that always makes me laugh is like all these people who talk about like all this macho bullshit. It's like, that's, that's kind of, like prehistoric now like no one yeah. no one wants that i mean like yes there are still some people out there who fucking but like it's kind of like a caricature at this point right where like yeah, if for you the most did part, act like that you get laughed out of the room yeah like people want other people specifically men who are like socially conscious well it's it's kind like, of like cobra kai where uh like the evil like dojo leader guy i forget his name is basically like he he epitomizes all that stuff from so long ago and it constantly bites him in the ass and he's just like a joke to everybody else. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
and they do it quite well because he is still like a redeemable character but like he is ridiculous yeah that like that's what i feel like most of the fucking like red pill community is is fucking johnny from cobra kai yeah like adult johnny from cobra kai who just like they have their fucking blinders on they haven't been able to see anything else going on in the world for the past like 30 years Mm -hmm. and just like don't understand why everyone laughs at them yeah so just like don't push your shitness on your son don't cripple your relationship because you can't get your head around one fucking issue like is it more important than your relationship with your son and if so, you shouldn't be his dad. <laughs> and if it isn't, then fucking forget about it. Let him grow up right and just focus on games together. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't think, like, the solution here has nothing to do with the son. It has nothing to do oh, with no. the wife. It has everything. To, like, this dude, like, literally needs to, like, in order for us to, like, have any bearing on or advice for this guy, he literally has to, like, reconstruct his entire, like, worldview. World view, yeah. Which, unfortunately, probably not going to happen. So hopefully, my advice here is, hey, kid. Stick with your mom. Yeah. Because, like, she seems to be... Now, the only thing I'm worried about is the only info we have on the mom is she doesn't like games, which ain't great. (laughs) To be... But think of the other side. He said that his son doesn't like games, and he's terrified that he's going to turn into a soy boy. So I'm assuming that, like, not liking games means... I thought his son liked games, but they just can't talk about games together. Oh, I got the hint that, like, he didn't like games, and that's what... That's, like, the big troublesome... Like, he's worried that his son doesn't want to play games, and that's going to be the downfall. Yeah, no, he just says he's embarrassed when I try to talk games with him. But what I'm wondering is, like, what red pill-ass games is he trying to talk about? (laughs) Try to help him avoid SJW shite. Like, what SJW games are there? You know what I mean? Like, is he... Probably The Last of Us 2. I promise you it's The Last of Us 2. Maybe, but, like... The amount of people that have, like, gotten so angry at The Last of Us 2 because there are gay characters and <gasps> trans characters and a woman who is strong yeah like physically strong <laughs> like the amount of people who are like losing their fucking mind over this is insane yeah and i promise you i i can almost guarantee you that's the game he's playing he walked in and was like why are there two chicks kissing why is that chick fucking jacked as hell lifting things that a man should lift maybe but, like, the weird thing is, I feel like most games are pretty left-wing in that, like, you're usually standing up for, you know, the people who are downtrodden. You're usually fighting oh, against, like, fascist things. Um, you know, aside from, like, bl- like guns everywhere, uh, it, everything, like, most media kind of falls on the left side of things. Uh, yeah, I could be wrong, or this might be just a massive generalization, but, like... No, most popular media, especially video games and yeah. shit. Like I was I was talking to someone about it the other day where I was just like, Man, I can't imagine being a racist and trying to like enjoy anything. Cause like anytime you have a real shit character in a video game who's mm-hmm. like a racist or a homophobe or what it's like that dude's gonna get fucked up, most likely. Yeah. You might do some terrible shit throughout the game that you might want to cheer for or whatever, but like at some point in time, your character is going to destroy that person. Yeah. I've... Or the whole narrative is about, like, look at this lunatic. Mm-hmm. Like, any of the Far Cry games. There are so many people, like, on the right, who I imagine would look at, like, the bad guys in the Far Cry game and be like, hell yeah, those are the those are the heroes. But, like, imagine just being a piece of shit and playing video games and, like, being like, god damn it, I'm the bad guy again. <laughs> but like, I, I'll bet these people don't realize somehow they look at the main character who's the hero and they go, that's me. And then the bad guy is like, I'm a piece of shit. And they're like, mm, this seems familiar. Not sure why. Yeah. I, I was just like, even just like people who actively believe, you know, who are, you know, straight up super racist. It's like very rarely do you watch a TV show where a racist is painted in a good light. No, thank fuck. But yeah, yeah like, I, I mean, I, thankfully. I wonder, do they secretly root for those people and they're like really sad when they lose? Or again, is it just this weird? Because I feel like you have to be able to do so much mental, like crazy mental gymnastics to exist as someone who's super bigoted. Because if, like again, like even if you watch like Star Wars or something, like the allegories are all like, the good guys all represent like left-wing values. You know what I mean? Yeah. No one's like, I'm fighting so that no one has health care. What? 
Like, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm going to free these people. They're free and have healthcare and, like, we look after each other. We need to stop that now. Like, that doesn't fucking happen. So it's like, how do you watch these things and always the good guys support the opposite values to you? And then when in real life people support those, you're like, what assholes? Like, how do you live life like that? I feel like there's just this self-delusion where you, like, go, I'm a good guy, therefore I represent what I, like, I'm represented by good guy, even though your values are completely misaligned. I mean, like, yeah, I I imagine it it must be some sort of, like, weird fucking warping of, because, like, again no one thinks they're the bad guy. You know what I mean? Like the villains, at least in good, you know, media, mm-hmm. literature and movies and stuff like the villains believe they're the good guys of the story. Yeah. Um, so it's like, I guess that's kind of what it like, I guess they just kind of see it as entertainment. They watch it and they're like, yeah, I'm the good guy. Mm-hmm. I'm fighting the bad guys. And I, and I think you're right. It's just sort of like me. Good guy. Them. them good guy. Good guy. Yeah. And it's just sort of like that. That is the distinction where it's like, yeah, they they slot themselves in in, in good and bad as opposed to like actually looking mm-hmm. at the, with the views or the yeah, it the doesn't message go any deeper is. than that. Which makes sense when you see a lot of the shit they believe, such as stop yes. the count, no no looking deeper there. Um, yeah. I gave you good guy, you gave me good guy. <laughs> gave you good guy, give me good guy. Be good guy, be good guy, see good guy. <laughs> All right, we've been on this for too long. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Don't be a shit um, dad. <laughs> this comes from a throwaway account on Reddit. I, a 32 year old male, came home after work when my girlfriend, 28 year old female, asked me not to because her assault survivor friend, 20s female, uh, was there. Girlfriend won't speak to me, and I could use advice on how to proceed. This is a bit of a, a long one, but okay. it's it's an interesting one. Yeah. My girlfriend, uh, for two years, recently got a new job and made friends with a coworker named Kim. Several years ago, Kim was assaulted, and due to that, she's afraid of being in closed spaces with men where she feels she can't get away. My girlfriend told me all this a few months ago when she mentioned having Kim over to hang out. I told her if they wanted to hang out, it was cool with me. Just do it on a day I have off so I can make plans and be away from the house. Last night, when I got off work at midnight, after working overtime, I had a text from my girlfriend saying Kim was over. They had some wine and asking if I could go somewhere for a few hours while Kim sobered up enough to drive home. It's midnight during a pandemic. Everything's closed. Also, it was 30 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, which is minus one degrees Mm -hmm. Celsius. So not like I could hang out in a park somewhere. I called my girlfriend and let her know that there's nothing I can go to or there's nothing I nothing I can do at midnight when it's freezing and said if she could grab my heavy coat and throw together a snack and put it by the back door. I grab it when I got home and read uh, my book by the gas fire logs on the back porch. Girlfriend said, just knowing I was there would freak him out. I offered to pay for an Uber to get Kim home, but Kim didn't want to do that. And girlfriend wasn't good to drive Kim home since she was also drinking. By this time, I was already home. So I asked my girlfriend to bring my coat uh, and a snack and put it on the back porch. But she was adamant that that would freak out Kim. My truck was low on gas, so I couldn't sit in the driveway and idle for a few hours. I finally just went in the back door, went to the hall closet and grabbed my coat. Kim saw me and started crying and basically having a panic attack. I went to the kitchen, grabbed a snack from the refrigerator and went to the back porch. I hung out on the back porch until 4 a.m. when Kim finally left. Girlfriend is spitting mad at me, and we're not in speaking terms. From girlfriend's perspective, to be fair to her, she probably feels like her friendship with Kim is damaged, like Kim might think she's a liar or insensitive, or even that she has me come in just to fuck with Kim, and I understand why she might be angry at me. From my perspective, uh, what the fuck am I supposed to do when I'm told at midnight during a pandemic when it's freezing cold outside not to come home? I feel like I did everything I could to compromise, but I don't feel like my girlfriend was willing to work with me or see my side. We've never had a fight like this, and she refuses to talk to me. I've apologized and asked to try to look at this from my point of view and asked what she thinks I should have done, but she refuses to respond at all. I'm not sure what to do at this point and could use some advice on how to proceed. See, this sucks because even if you were told at like three o'clock currently, oh, don't come home, I would find myself with very little places to go during a pandemic. And that's during the day. You know what I mean? Like, I honestly don't know where, like, there's a few bars that do outdoor dining, but like, one, it's fucking cold as shit. And two, it's like, if I didn't have the money or desire to go sit in a patio and waste money, what other fucking option do you have? And that would be with the option. Whereas like at midnight, depending on where you are, most places are fucking closed now anyway. So it's like that, like what other choice do you have? You know, I I feel like, like I don't want to necessarily, well, I guess I am picking sides because I don't really think he was left with much in the line of like, you know, options and also like it is his house it's his home 
It's like someone's issues, like it's not his issue that they have issues. You know what I mean? If they have issues, it's it's kind of on them to make sure that they're somewhere like reasonably in a place that won't upset them, right? To a certain degree, right? Like you have to take ownership of your own shit, right? So it's like if you know you're going somewhere and the very presence of that person might be, you know, enough to set you off, that's not his fault for fucking existing, especially because you're going to their home. So presumably yeah. it would be on you to know when they're coming home, when they can reasonably stay out until, and not get so drunk that you cannot leave, therefore forcing them to either come home and upset you or stay out in the cold. I would love to know what Kim does. Like, what is this job that you'd never encounter men? Yeah, that seems insane. I mean, like, not to belittle, you know, PTSD and all that stuff. That's fine. And, like, you're allowed to have it. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, unfortunately, it it exists. But, yeah, like, what you said is, like, if, if this is how crippling your PTSD is, is that, like, just seeing a dude walk into his own house for like three minutes while he grabs a coat and a snack so that he's going to sit in the backyard as to not upset you Mm -hmm. is enough to put you in a full-blown panic attack. Especially when presumably she was told about him being there. You know what I mean? Like unless the girlfriend decided to keep the entire conversation between them, which is her being a very shit host because it's like, then it sounds like one, she never even asked Kim if there's a workaround, right? Like, if this whole thing happened because Kim turned around and all of a sudden there was a dude there, that's not his fault and that's not Kim's fault. That's the host's fault. Yeah, I 100% think that's probably what happened. Was that, like, he was like, okay, well, I'm just going to come in and grab my coat. And the girlfriend was probably like, no, don't. And he was like, well. And then I don't think she probably got a heads up. This is, uh, like, a classic case of working independently of each other in a relationship. Like, this dude did everything he possibly could to make concessions and compromises and his girlfriend did not budge at all. Yeah. It's like there, there's literally, I can't think of anything to do even like, let's remove the fact that it's a pandemic and let's remove the fact that it was freezing at midnight. You're asked to like, and she stayed until 4am. So you have four hours to kill. That's a lot. Like that's that's a long time to do, especially after a long day at work. Mm-hmm. And at midnight. Yeah. So it's like, okay, maybe you go swing by a bar, but it's like, you can't drink that much. He's driving. Mm -hmm. So unless there's a bar right down the street. Okay, fine. But like, okay. So it's like, now I'm forced to either nurse a pint for four hours. In which case you're shit to all the serving and bartending staff. Yeah. Or you're like going to get hammered when you don't want to, because you just want to go home. Yeah. Or the alternative is like, what? You're going to go sit in a park? It's like, that's a good fucking way to get mugged. Yeah. Or arrested. Yeah. Just chilling in a park for four hours. Like, Nothing good's going to come out of that. Yeah, I feel so, like... like the fact that he was like, I will pay for the Uber to get her home. No. Okay, well, I'll chill in the backyard for four hours in the freezing cold by the logs and read a book. No. It's like, that's that's a huge... Like, I don't even think I would have offered that. And I'm a pretty fucking lenient dude to be like, yeah, I'll just sit in the back in the freezing cold for four hours. Yeah, if it was like a 20 minute, half an hour thing, sure. But again, course, it's like, yeah. this shouldn't be this person's problem. You know what I mean? Like, it completely sucks that Kim is dealing with these things, but, like, it's on Kim and it's on the girl. Like, the the level of responsibility fades the further out from Kim this goes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And, like, I don't want it to seem callous if I'm like, you'll deal with your shit because, obviously, it's not that easy. But at the same time, it's like, if you know you have an issue that will, you know, affect you so badly, it's like... You have to keep yourself safe, right? You can't just walk around and assume yeah. that that things will like kind of happen for you. Um, so either she's being really irresponsible with herself, or the host was being terrible in not giving her the adequate heads up for some reason. I'm I'm willing to bet that it was more on the girlfriend's side. Yeah. I feel like she probably didn't expressly say like, oh, hey, Kim, my boyfriend will be home by midnight. So like we got to keep it short or like, I don't know. He worked overtime. So clearly he was gone long enough that you could have like, yeah, planned your night a little better and been like Uber over here so you can Uber home if we we're going to be drinking. Like there's just so much that happened that shows no regard mm-hmm. to this dude at all. Almost you know like what the mean? opposite of regard. If he'd gotten off early and this was the question, then they'd have more of a leg to stand on. Sure. Yeah. Right. But if like. Even if he'd gotten off at the exact time and this happened, this would be still pretty fucked up. Even if it was like half an hour, I'd be like, okay, whatever. But like, you, they're also the ones that drank to the point where they couldn't leave. 
right? Presumably yeah. they were planning on leaving anyway because they knew he was getting off work at a certain time. So it's like to get so drunk that you couldn't drive home for four hours, like that's just a complete lack of dis- lack of regard. And like it's kind of hard to feel anybody's side of the story when like it's already so flawed from the very start because clearly they didn't give a shit, you know? Yeah, like uh, for me, I just don't understand why Kim didn't have the friend over. You know what I mean? Like if if your if, if like your PTSD mm-hmm. is that bad, why would you put? Uh, I mean, like the whole thing doesn't make sense to me. No. So I but the the problem is like how do you get back from this? Well, for, you need to talk. There's none of this like she won't talk to me bullshit. You really need to sit down and be like, look, we need to talk. And like I don't know what it is. Maybe it's like she needs a day or two to you know calm down or whatever but like you really do need to talk and then i guess like it sounds like he's trying to do the right thing already where it's like what should i have done you know what i mean um and get her to tell you what she thinks you should have done because if it is literally sit in a freezing cold car at a in a park for four hours then your girlfriend sucks because that's pretty unrealistic you know what i mean and on top of that maybe bring up the fact like hey why were you why did you guys not have a plan for when i got off work and like, because there seems to be absolutely no consideration for you here. And, and yeah. just tell her, like, don't be afraid to hold your ground. Because, like, if you break up over this, then good. You know what I mean? Like, if she's unwilling to see your side and is more than willing to be like, don't come to your own home for four hours, last minute notice, stay in the cold, lol, bye, and won't even work with you on, on these things. You know what I mean? It would be one thing if it was, like, a massive emergency, like, Kim just can't go anywhere and she tried to make concessions. That would be a totally different situation. You know, especially if you then were like, I'm coming home anyway. But that's not the question. The question is that you tried. She didn't seem to care. And it also could have been a very avoidable situation. The uh, like the situation or the the compromises he listed were all the ones I thought, like, pay for an Uber home. Like, yeah, you know, what if it's a male Uber driver? Well, I mean, yeah, I guess I guess that was probably. That's a good point. I didn't think about that, but it's like... But again, like, okay. I don't want to be dismissive, but that's the kind of thing you have to factor into leaving the house then, right? Like, you need to... If you yeah. can't be in that situation, you need to make sure you don't get in that situation, right? Like, if I was deathly allergic to wasps, I didn't bring a fucking EpiPen with me, and I got stung by a wasp, it's not my host's boyfriend's fault, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I know I'm being a little flippant here, but it's like, you can't... If you know that you need something, make sure you get that something. You know what I mean? Don't put yourself at risk. Yeah, there there definitely needs to be better planning mm-hmm. in the next Kim hangout to be like, okay, my boyfriend's working. Or like, do what he asked. He initially said, hey, do it on a day where I have the day off mm-hmm. so I can make plans and take, you know what I mean? It's like, okay, cool. So like, you can go to, I, don't, I mean, like, well, I even then, the pandemic, it's like, no, but, but I mean, like, I don't know, I guess, nah, I don't know, hang out with fr- like his own friends somewhere. I don't know. Depends on what the the lockdown protocols are and what people are comfortable with. Right. Either way, it's like you guys need to talk and you need to, like, I would like, don't be afraid of standing your ground. You know, I know a lot of the time in conversations like this, it's like, do I have a leg to stand on? Am I being a dick if I defend myself? But I don't think so in this situation. And regardless, you should put forward your case. They should put forward theirs and you guys should work it out. You know, there's, I know it's a simple fucking answer communication, but you got to. Yeah, you need to sit down and like do the okay when this arise like if situation like this arises again, what's our plan of action? Yeah, you know what I mean. I find that like Amanda and I have had those conversations where like if something you know goes so fucking wrong because of miscommunication or or whatever, it's nice to like sit down and like have a course of action. Be like, okay, if this is happening, let's have a plan of action so that one of us will hopefully recognize it's it's happening again and can be like put a stop to it or like have a, tr- a word to be like, mm-hmm. okay, let's take a breath. You know what I mean? It's like, ha- have that. So it's like, if this happens again, you can be like, I'm trying to compromise and I don't feel like you're yeah willing to meet me. And it's like, okay, then hopefully that will be the phrase that like, will pull you guys into less like, here's my side. Here's my side. Yeah. And more of a, like, what do we need to do together? Like, I'm hoping that this person w- came to this from like a good like from from a positive kind of like sense in that she was trying so hard to help her friend that like she was panicking and not thinking properly and like was so concerned about her friend's well-being that unfortunately she overlooked her boyfriend's and kind of fucked the whole thing up. And maybe that's why she's yeah, so angry. And like she was because, drunk too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like hopefully that's where it came from. But again, it's like one, you guys need to like she needs to realize where you're coming from. And secondly, it's like 
if you then have what Dan was saying, where like, you know, that's the issue. And like, maybe that will snap her out of that kind of like panic next time. And she'll be able to like focus. Right. Yeah. All right. Let's try to squeeze one. Do you have a quick one? Oh man. We only did like three, right? I know. <laughs> um, sure. This is by throw a letter one girlfriend, 20 year old female gave me 20 year old male, a letter she wrote when she was 14 to her future boyfriend, then asked for it back. Basically the title. She gave me a letter she wrote when she was 14 to her future boyfriend. It was very sweet and kind of funny. We read it together and I won't go into details, but we laughed and smiled. It was a pretty heartwarming experience. When we were saying goodbye, she asked for it back. I asked why, and she basically said, in case we break up, to give to her next boyfriend. Lol. It's kind of funny, but also, should I be concerned? We've been together for like a year and a half, and we're pretty young, so I'm not sure we're getting married yet or anything. But I still thought it was kind of weird for her to say that. I don't know, so what are your thoughts? I mean, like, I get it. Because it's, you know, it's something that she's probably, like, been holding on to and thinking about for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to be, you know it is still a fairly new relationship and you're still fairly young. So like, I get it. Chances of this, like being a full-time thing, not the highest. Yeah. But if you're gonna do something this romantic, you need to like have a bit more patience. You know what I mean? Like if, if you've got this letter that you want to give to your, you know, future partner, mm -hmm. fucking sit on it for a while. Yeah. Give it to them on your wedding day. <laughs> because let me tell you, it, completely negates the point of it if you give it to every boyfriend <laughs> and it's also like it, it's kind of like it undercuts the sweet moment when you're like uh, oh my god i love you oh but i'm hedging my bets if you you know this is boyfriend number four you've shown it to yeah and it's like you're gonna get bored of it or like you know you're gonna accidentally one time be like oh weird yeah that i've heard that before yeah and people yeah. Be like what? It's like, oh yeah, no, the third person I showed it said the same thing. It's like, wait, how many people have you shown this? To? <laughs> this is my everyone letter. Yeah, it doesn't really seem like it's like, oh, dear future boyfriend. It's just like, dear boyfriends of the future. <laughs> dear man, I fucked. I mean, like again, I I understand why you'd be like, well, I'd like to hold on to it, but like, don't like maybe just be like, wait for your like if you really wanted to show it to him, don't give it to him. Yeah, you could be like, you could be at your place and be like, hey, look at this letter I found. And you read it, haha, ha, funny, and then fold it up and put it away. Yeah. Don't be like, hey, I want you to read this. Oh, thank you. Now give it back. <laughs> That's a weird thing to do. Yeah, because it's funny. Like, I understand where she's coming from. Obviously, it means a lot to her. And, like, it's sweet that she gave it to him. I also think it's sweet that, like, she can straight up be like, just in case we break up. Because that's kind of, like, the level of confidence and, like, comfort in the relationship to admit that... Like, I, I find, like, ironically admitting that probably means they're pretty good right now, you know, because she's not worried about him getting upset and jealous and whatever. She can be straight up with him. That's cool. But at the same time, it's like for him, you're totally undercutting this nice thing. So it's like, if it does mean as much, 100% what you said, Dane, save it. Like, actually save it to the point where giving it is this gesture for both of you. Because one, you're going to get sick of it if you give it to, like, 20 people. And two, it's like... You know, this guy seems to react pretty well. Some people wouldn't. Some people are pretty shit. So it's like, make it be the thing you wanted it to be, which is this nice gesture, and and leave it at that. Yeah, I mean, like, it really is a kick in the teeth to, like, to be the boyfriend, to be like, oh, thank you so much. This is, this is actually really sweet. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're probably like, oh, I'm going to put a home in, like, my memory box. I'm going to take it home. It's going to be really nice. It's like, no, no, no. Give me. No, no. No, no, that's fine. Give that back to me. You're you're good enough to see it, but not good enough to keep it. Imagine proposing that way. Be like, <laughs> will you marry me? Put the ring on and be like, okay, and just in case we break up, that's going right back in the pocket. <laughs> yeah, give me that back until we're down the aisle. <laughs> even like someone's like putting it on it's her finger and you, you just like get divorced. You reach over and take it and you're like, no, 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 we haven't said I do yet. Even just like at the wedding, yeah. you know, when you actually like put the wedding rings on, be like, well, divorce is still on the table. So <laughs> you get this uh, when we die. I don't mind that once. Yeah. Once we're old, once we're so entrenched that new lovers is impossible. You get your ring. Yeah. You'll be buried with these. <laughs> we didn't answer a whole lot, but I think we talked about a whole lot. And that really is the point of podcasts. If we don't answer a lot, do we also get money off them? Okay. Are you ready for some red flags? Yeah. 
All right. Uh, so at the end of every episode, Niall is uh, trolls through Tinder. Mostly it's it's people send them to us. Um, and we look for red flags in online dating profiles. This is Anna. I just want to find a friend who can really chat. If not, please right click. I like traveling and shopping. If you talk to me about investment, please stop this stupid thing. If your income is not higher than mine, please leave. Damn, Anna. What the hell does click mean? I assume it was right swipe and they just got confused. Oh, right swipe is yes. I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't like this, Anna. <laughs> I assume English isn't your first language, but you're still putting out weird energy. And I don't like it. That's a three for me. I love the please stop this stupid thing. <laughs> Can we just yeah, do that I mean, on everything? That's all right. I'll, I'll allow that. Uh, this is Ola. You tell me if we've done this one. I can't tell if it's just the same kind of weird, chaotic energy. Sexy, juicy, intelligent, magical. Elite adventurer and a delicious experience. Not simple. Erotic channel. Not interested in relationship. You, intelligent, emotionally secure. Respectfully dominant, confident, sexy. You appreciate the finer things. Relationship anarchist. Conscious game player. Hot sex with imagination, passion. No rush to get to the end. Focus on the journey in the moment. How you do anything is how you do everything. So take charge and invite video chat to check me out. To feel like it went from I got all this energy into almost like a weird scam. Yeah, like the video chat thing sounds 1000% like a scam. Yeah, like it it went from sort of like, oh, all right, like you got you got some things going on. I'm into it. And then it's like, oh, you're probably a dude who's going to harvest my organs. I'm sorry. Do you like someone who describes themselves as magical or juicy or an elite adventurer and a delicious experience. Cause I'm not going to lie. Yes. I hate all of those things. I live my life hoping to one day have an experience that is like a movie. Anytime someone's like, I'm an elite adventurer. I'm like, cool. This is a national treasure situation. We're going to steal the declaration of independence. Anyone who says they're not simple. That screams to me that you are simple. <laughs> It's all right, man. Like National Treasure wasn't that complicated. Imagine if I was like not a corpse. Everyone would be like, damn, are you undead? You know what I mean? Like it, it kind of comes out of nowhere. I'm not simple. It's so defensive. Also, conscious game player and relationship anarchist. Please just fucking shoot me in the head. Yeah, I think I kind of blacked out for that one. Yeah, that sounds terrible. Yeah, I'm so I'm giving this a three. Conscious game player or giving this zero. Maybe she just likes being awake when she plays video games. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe. Uh, it's Monica. My cat emoji tastes like blonde roast. Three tongues emoji. Huh. I don't really know. I don't drink coffee, so I don't know what blonde roast tastes like, but most coffee is kind of bitter. I feel like if your vagina tastes like coffee, maybe do a Ben Shapiro and go to the doctor about it. I was going to say dry it out. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> well, why would it be wet? They're not ill, are they? <laughs> Three, I guess. <laughs> You're, you've gotten too fixed on your giving just the same numbers all the time, and it's not fun, Dane. Because I just want to say yes or no. You're shitting on everything we do in this podcast. This finely crafted, well-researched. <laughs> um, so this one has some some wild energy. Okay. Uh, it is a Tinder profile, and okay. the bio of the Tinder profile is, I'm actually 31, back on this bitch, but couldn't be bothered to write a profile. And all the pictures are screenshots of their Bumble profile. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, I love that. That's fantastic. Are there? Is the pictures just the the profile, or is it also it's the both? Pictures it's the pictures Bumble. of the pictures and the profile. That's so, fantastic because I feel like screenshotting all those individually is more work mm -hmm. than just writing a little bit of fucking anything. A hundred percent. So their name on Tinder is I wanna jack dot dot dot. I assume it's like I wanna like E Y E W A N A is their first name. And then Jack, I assume it's like I wanna jack off. I don't know, because it just dot dot dots away. But their bumble and they're 31 which they say in their bio, but then their Bumble is their name is bad shit. And their age is 20 bad shit or bat bad, shit? bad shit. And their I age mean, is 20. It's this is tough for me because I fucking love everything they're doing, mm -hmm. but I would also want absolutely no part. Of them. Well, you need to let me read out their profile. Oh, okay. Yeah. They call me bad shit boozy. That's my rapper name. I don't split. I don't spit flow. Just saliva by accident. Sometimes. I'm sorry. 
I put a fake birthday now. I'm th- 20, but I'm actually 31. This isn't a joke, but it's funny because now I'm ending up with a weirdo who's into chicks who are young. Go away, R. Kelly. My real life superpower is deep belly breathing when taking a giant dump. If I were president, playing Coldplay would land you in jail. Okay. I mean, the Coldplay law. I've recently started listening to Coldplay again. They're pretty good. Parachutes is an excellent album. I don't care what anyone says. They're pretty good. I don't care what anyone says. They're pretty good. Chris Martin and his angelic voice. Yeah, this is going to be a three for me. <laughs> it's a zero, Dan. It's a goddamn zero. Like, intriguing energy, but not in a good yeah, way. I mean, I, I like I said, I love what they were doing. I don't want any part of them. Mm-hmm. Like, I would watch what they're doing from afar. That sounds creepier than I meant it. <laughs> you want to see those deep belly breasts? Oh, hell yeah. Uh, thank you very much for listening. It has been a pleasure once again to be in this closet and recording an episode just for your ears. Mm-hmm. Um, just yours. No one else. You, no one else. This is specifically for you. Actually, we made sure that it went right to your feed directly. For real, though, do recommend this to a friend, please. That'd be great. Hey, yeah. If you have people complaining that they're uh, bored or need something to do, maybe recommend us. Also, we haven't asked this in a while, but maybe swing on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review, a five-star review. Yeah. Uh, that would be nice, too. That'd be pretty cool. Um, if you want to uh, hit us up with a question so that we can answer it for you, uh, you can find us on a very uh, selection of different social media. You can find us on Facebook at FCK Buddies Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at FCK underscore buddies. You can email us at fbuddiespodcast at gmail.com or you can visit us online at fbuddypodcast.com or plentyofbeef.ca. Thank you to Josh Eagle and the Harvest Cities for their song, Paper Stars. Man, can you believe I've owned Plenty of Beef for almost a full year now? It's crazy. What a magical time. Did you know we figured out that we could time travel via uh, Capoeira two years ago? Damn. Is that our two-year episode? Mm-hmm. That's incredible. So I'm going to prime us. It feels like yesterday. It does. I'm going to... Ah! Time travel joke. I get it. Yeah. It feels like tomorrow. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> I'm going to fluff you uh, for our sex writing with a little bit of seduction uh, deepness. All right. We're not going to talk about it. You're we're just going to say it. Well, you, can, you can talk about it very briefly if you want. Nope. I don't know. Nope. This is just uh, by I have underscore soul and obviously have soul if they can drop such deep. What you seek from porn will be what you are ultimately robbed of. Yeah, come. (laughs) You seek come? Well, I mean, like you want to come and then you're robbed of your come. I assume it just means someone will come steal your anal mom. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, And then we're going to (laughs) go. No, no, for the love of God, please don't touch my stuck stepsister. (laughs) Where'd she go? Um, she was right here. She couldn't get out. <laughs> yeah. That's that's how the world destroys itself because it's like if she's stuck, she can't get out. But if you sought her, she will be robbed from you. So how can you rob something that's stuck? So we're going straight into two tiny excerpts from uh, Stephen King and read them both. They're from the same novel. I should have noted down which novel. She wiped her greasy fingers on her bosom, doing it slowly, enjoying the way the stains of the mixed meats and juices spread on the expensive silk enjoying the ripening curves of her breasts and the feel of her nipples under her fingertips, rough and hard and excited. The muscles in her thighs rippled. Her brown skin gleamed like wet silk. When she turned, Roland had by this time stepped behind a tree and become one of the shadows. He could clearly see the way her breasts had ripened. Damn, Roland, get out of there. (laughs) You get out of those shadows, Roland. I like... My in my mind, it's literally just like one of those, just a, a good old sidestep <laughs> behind the tree, and then just like his head peeking in again. <laughs> I just like, I feel like we don't talk about boobs ripening enough these days. I mean, how can you? That's true. In between weighing them. Uh, thank you very much for listening. My name is Dane Miller, and I'm Nal Spain. We've been your fuck. We've been. Oh, you motherfucker. Yeah.